Hey y'all, it's Editing Gwen here. Uh, just letting you know the audio for this episode is going to be kind of weird. Um, Alyssa just moved into a new space, so we're figuring out how to best accommodate uh, her sound in that new space. And I was an absolute dingus and left my ceiling fan on for the entirety of this recording. So bear with us as we discuss Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper with some uh, kind of trashy sound quality. Yay! <laughs> Hi, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Gwen. And we are Teen Squee. This is the podcast where we spill the tea about the things that make us squee. And today, we are talking about Barbie as the princess and the pauper! (laughs) This is part two on our little Barbie movie series that we got started last, not last week, it was a couple weeks ago. Anywho, (laughs) we saved the best for last. Mm-hmm. We thought this movie needed its own episode. It couldn't be lumped in with the others. It needed to be by itself because it is a glorious, glorious creation uh, that has shaped who I am as a human being. And I, I, I promise you, if you were to ask any, you know, any woman probably between the ages of, like, 21 and 26... Uh, if they had ever seen Barbie, the Princess and the Pauper, uh, I'd say there's probably like a a ninety percent success rate in like the probability that that woman will say yes, and it's the best movie ever. <laughs> oh yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> like, if this isn't your favorite Barbie movie, first of all, how does it feel to be wrong? You know. <laughs> Um, and second of all, this is incorrect because if this is not your favorite Barbie movie, I don't know what's wrong with you. Right. I mean, like, that that's the thing, right, is that this movie is objectively the best Barbie movie. Uh, they, they progressively got better from Nutcracker to this film. And then we had, like, sort of a, a sort of a golden age of Barbie movies, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Where, like, after this one, admittedly, I didn't watch them, but we had things like Twelve Dancing Princesses, Fairytopia, you know, the mermaid mm-hmm. ones. like, And those were all very well-received, you know, like, golden age of Barbie movies. Because after this one, everyone was like, oh, well, Barbie movies are good, and so <laughs> I'm going to watch them. Uh, and then somewhere along the line, they just got worse and worse and worse as they mm-hmm. went on. Uh, and so this is this is truly like the the best Barbie movie. They really peaked with this one, and they've never been able to match it since. They really haven't. Like yeah, like like you said. Like I think I saw Barbie um, Island Princess. I'm pretty sure I saw Barbie Mariposa too. I don't remember it. I feel like it's a fever dream out of my childhood. But like those were pretty good. Twelve Dancing Princesses mm-hmm. was also pretty good. Mm-hmm. Nothing like could hold a candle to this iconic masterpiece, but like they were all nope. very good. I love how Barbie turned their movies into musicals because mm-hmm. fucking cowards prior to that. Like, come on, guys, <laughs> this is where it's at. I want to hear Martin Short singing a villain song all the time, mm-hmm. which we will talk about. Yes, we uh, will. So why don't we? <laughs> roll right into the plot of this film. So this film, uh, Barbie as the Princess and the Pauper, came out in 2004. Uh, It was a direct-to-DVD film. 
um, you know, 3D animation that we expect from Barbie films, but it was significantly better than the 3D animation we've had in the past. Like, if you just look at the difference in the animation of this film versus the animation we had in Swan Lake the year prior, mm -hmm. it's like leaps and bounds better. It is okay. so much better in this film than it was in Swan Lake. Um, and this film, unlike the previous ones, and the previous ones we got, you know, lots and lots of dancing, painting, artistry. This one's a musical, which means right off the bat, we get Barbie singing a duet with Barbie. So we open this film and it's narration by Princess Annalise talking about the birth of two baby girls who looked identical. Um, and one of them was a princess and the other one was a pauper named Erica and the princess was named Annalise and they both grew up in very loving homes with families that loved them uh you know blah 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 uh eventually you find out that um Erica became a seamstress and Annalise is, is dealing with all of these social pressures and royal duties because uh, their kingdom has gone bankrupt because all of the gold in their gold mines has disappeared. Um, and so her mother is going to marry her off to a king of a nearby kingdom. And that's where we begin the opening number, which is a bop. It is so good. I think it is called Free. And they're both singing mm -hmm. about what their lives would be like if they didn't have to be in their situation. Annalise, where mm -hmm. she just wants to, you know, sit in her library all day with her friend and crush, Julian. And then Erica, if she was, like, going to travel around the world singing and, like, what they would, mm -hmm. would do in this, like, little fantasy scape. Mm -hmm. So amazing. Annalise is the smart one and Erica is the adventurous one, um, which is actually uh fascinating to me that like uh because uh Annalise is blonde mm -hmm. and Erica is brunette but they have identical faces and they made the blonde Barbie the very smart one and the brunette one the very adventurous one which I appreciated in this film yes. um I was like yeah let's turn those blonde stereotypes on their head yes I love it especially as like watching this as a child being the more so adventurous brunette I was like oh this is perfect Perfect. Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to Erica. My sister related more to Annalise, so it was like, mm -hmm. kismet. Perfect. Mm -hmm. uh, so in this first number, like Alyssa said, they, they sing about the ways that they want to be free from the life that they are living and the duties they have. Um, Annalise wants to be free from, you know, her royal duties. She doesn't want to have to marry uh the king she wants to be able to marry for love she wants to be able to study her entire life long and erica wants to escape her indentured servitude to madame carp uh who is a woman that her parents borrowed a lot of money from in order to afford to you know live and and feed themselves and their daughter and her family is indebted to madame carp to such a degree that Erica is going to be working for her for, I think Madame Carp says, the next 37 years. Uh, she will be working at this dress shop making dresses. Uh, but all she wants to do is to, you know, run away and have a singing career and travel the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and there's this line in this in this song uh, that they sing in unison. It's like the only – it's the only – phrase they sing in unison everything else is sung individually in harmony 
or in harmony. And they sing a line that's duty means doing the thing your heart may well regret. Like the lyricism in this film is really, really good. Um, and that line in particular and the fact that they sing it in unison, like that's the thing is like mm-hmm. this is, you know, it's a Barbie directed DVD musical, but it's a good musical it is well written the lyrics are great the music is delightful um the the plot at times is a little convoluted because it's a barbie movie but like in terms of like musical integrity it's really really Mm -hmm. solid uh and that's just that's maybe my favorite lyric from the the first song because it really i think captures both of them as characters and this sense of like i want to do what I want in life but more than that I want to honor the people who have gotten me where I am and pay my respect to those people and make sure that I am not letting other people down I have responsibilities and I'm not going to shirk them just because of what I want Uh, and I really really liked that for them because like you see in the first few Barbie movies and also in sort of your classic Disney movies, you see the princesses follow their dreams and they'll do anything to get to where they want to be in life. And we get plenty of that in this film as well. But I like that there's always the underlying, you know, if I follow my dreams, who am I leaving behind and what am I leaving behind and am I willing to sacrifice the things that I would leave behind in order to do what I want or do I need to sacrifice some of what I want in order to help the people I'm leaving behind Mm -hmm. uh and I like that I like that internal conflict for them I think it's a lot deeper than what we normally see in like children's princess movies I totally agree with that it's such a mature theme especially for like kids who are watching this like girls who are like five or six or like ranging from five to six to like 10 or 11 i suppose would be the age range for this movie Mm -hmm. so i really like that line i like that how their duty to like whatever they're doing even though they don't want to be doing it is so important to them because it's like oh yeah this is my responsibility and you don't go around just not doing your responsibilities because you don't feel like it even if you don't want to i'm like what a great lesson for young girls to learn love you barbie thank you i also Mm -hmm. love annalise's line where she's like now I'm learning that every present comes with strings because that's such another adult. It's scene. iconic. I think about that all the time now in adulthood where I'm like, yes, like whenever you are given something from someone else, like you feel like you owe them something or maybe you do actually owe them something like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so potent in your like, like our real life. But it's, I think mm-hmm. about it the most whenever I listen to that song. <laughs> I mean, the bridge of this song, I don't know about you, but the bridge of this song, like uh, all the songs in this film, like pop into my head at random times throughout my life because, you know, it's a bop. But the bridge of this song in particular, it's like, I close my eyes and feel myself fly a thousand miles away. I could take flight, but would it be right? My conscience tells me stay. And I'm like, oh my God, Barbie. Yes, tackle tackle those internal conflicts. Say the quiet part out loud. Mm -hmm. Don't give us just that subtext. Flat out make that a key part of the conflict for these characters. Yes. I love it. 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 It makes them so easy to relate to as well. Like, I feel like that's always been my issue with at least 
like the early Disney movies and like those princesses, like they're mm-hmm. so hard to relate to because they seem so far removed from like their own reality, I guess. They're just, right. they live in yeah. dreamland 24 mm-hmm. seven. And with this movie growing up, like versus like something like Snow White or Cinderella, it's like, yes, I have my own dreams. But, like, Mm -hmm. I can't just drop my whole life, everything going on right now, to just go fly off and do something else. That's that's not right. I have to do this Mm -hmm. the right way. And I'm like, I love that so much. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I I stand. I stand. I stand. So, this song ends, right? And we are transported to the Royal Gold Mine, where we see two people i believe their names are nick and knack is that correct (laughs) yes we see two men their names are nick and knack they are also carbon copies of each other one is blonde one is brunette and one wears a blue shirt and the other wears a green shirt um but they're mining the last bits of gold um and you'll remember that the gold in the kingdom has all disappeared. Why has it disappeared? You may ask. Well, the reason, surprise, 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 is that the royal advisor, Preminger, has been stealing all of the kingdom's gold and taking it for himself as part of his master plan to, quote-unquote, save the kingdom with his new wealth and marry the princess... So that he can become king. He doesn't actually love Annalise. It's not like, uh, I'm in love with the princess, but she'll never marry me, so I must steal from her family and the kingdom in order to convince her to marry me. He just wants power. He wants to become the king, and this is the way to do that. Um, And all I... I, Before we discuss how amazing Martin Short is, before we discuss how this is the epitome of a fantastic villain song, I just want to ask... How did Preminger manage to steal the gold from the royal gold mines without anyone knowing? Like, how how did suddenly they just go, oh, no, we're all out of gold? Like, I don't, I don't understand. Aren't people mining the gold every single day? Aren't they always at work there? How did it just disappear one day? I don't, I don't get it. My... my... <laughs> My theory right now is, like, Preminger was behind all of it. Because I guess he is the Queen's royal advisor. So, like, maybe he could, like, manipulate the co-workers and to be like, oh, like, take the day off, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And then, like, later on, he can be like, oh, your majesty, like, there's an issue with the gold mine. Don't worry, though. I'll go down and check it out. And then in mm-hmm. that process, he, like, steals the gold. And he'd be like, oh, my God, we're out of gold. How did that happen? Right, right. Or, like, convince them that, like, oh, the mines aren't safe. We can't have anyone down there mining. And then convinces these two men, who, by the way, he only has two henchmen, and somehow they mined all of the kingdom's gold. I don't understand it. I love Nick um, though. I love them. They're also the most iconic backup dancers. They are. I love their little, they're swinging, like, a pickaxe during the whole song. It's amazing. Imagine Uh, it on the Broadway stage. Chef kiss. Imagine everything about this show on the Broadway stage. True. It just needs Uh, to happen. (laughs) I would would require that Martin Short come back to play Preminger. Or... Christian Borel is oh Preminger. Oh my god. He, oh, now I want both. I want both, you see. 
But anyway, Alyssa, tell us about Preminger. Tell us about Martin Short. Tell us about this iconic number. Guys, when I tell you that this is the most quoted song at my household between my sister and I, I shit you not. It's my favorite song from this movie, possibly, because it's so iconic. It's so The good. showmanship. It's yes. amazing. He's so extra. Basically, Preminger is laying out his entire evil plan for us in this amazing song called i think it's just refuse or how could i refuse one of the how two. could i refuse thank you I was, how can i refuse basically being like oh so i'll just pretend that like all the gold the gold's gone and i like i'll come back and be like oh i'm rich and like i'll get annalise and all the kingdom's problems will be solved and i'll be in charge <laughs> enter nick and knack to say um excuse me actually sir um, and he's like, that's Prince, sir, oh, to you. No. <laughs> they're like, um, Prince, sir. Um, actually, um, the, the queen has arranged for the princess to be married to the king of whatever Dominic's kingdom is. Yes. And he's like, uh, he, he's like, like no. <laughs> he, he looks at them and goes, silencio. No, I will not go. No. This peasant son won't turn and run because some reckless royal chose another ball. It's a temporary setback. It's a momentary, momentary loss. loss. I love he also it's says so something good. about the queen and Nick and Nack are like, oh, you know, the queen. She wears like a fancy crown or whatever and just like being so stupid. That's my favorite mm-hmm. thing is Preminger getting annoyed at Nick and Nack for being idiots. It's amazing. I also want to say, how did this quote unquote peasant's son, as Preminger calls himself, become the royal advisor and it's a question i had about julian as well because Mm -hmm. julian takes annalise in this next scene into the village and talks about uh how oh they didn't have a house they had a room because they couldn't afford a house and i'm like is there no lesser nobility in this whole kingdom that seems to only be a village like this kingdom is Mm -hmm. just a village but the the only nobility are the king and queen and princess. There yeah. aren't lords, there aren't ladies, which doesn't make sense to me. Because th- that's not a thing. No, it's a, not. A peasant's son would not become royal advisor. No. Royal tutors are the are nobility in and of themselves, mm-hmm. you know? It doesn't, so like, <laughs> doesn't make sense. Also, I feel like Julie would have a better pay grade. To be able to afford, like, not just a room in an apartment. Or maybe he'd even be, like, living in the castle. I don't understand why he has his own residence besides just mm-hmm. being in school. But, like, still. Mm-hmm. I'm like, if he's been tutoring Annalise, like, why the fuck is the queen just letting him live in a shack? Also, I want <laughs> Freminger's backstory now. How did he climb the social ladder to become the royal advisor? I need to know. I just... Martin Short as Preminger is the most extra thing in the world. I love it. I can't even so hate much. him as a villain. It, I like honestly, I can't. I root for him sometimes. I'm like, you know mm-hmm. what, Preminger? I admire your ambition. Go for it, Queen. Like live your truth. I I quote Preminger on probably a daily basis, and <laughs> every time something even the slightest bit inconveniences me, I make Preminger noises. And I'm about to do one for all of you right now. Those of you who have seen this movie know exactly what I'm about to do, but the rest of you need to understand what it is. Every time something surprises Preminger every time something doesn't go according to plan every time Preminger feels any emotion at all you get one of these following sounds 
Oh! Oh. Oh! It, it's just, like, some version of that. Just think of Martin Short being the most extra bitch in the entire universe. And then just from his gut projecting some sort of noise because yes. that's what it is it's literally like they put him in a sound booth and said honestly martin just go for it and he was like great i'll bring big crackhead energy <laughs> i want i want to see like his agent presenting this movie to him and being like okay martin you you're getting like recruited for this barbie princess movie and martin being mm-hmm. like oh that's weird but like okay just tell me about it and him being like okay so you're playing this evil royal advisor preminger but he's the most extra bitch in the land you get a cool ass song you get to be the most iconic character in the whole movie and martin short's like and he, he's yeah. like say no more i know exactly what to do basically he's like oh you want extra i got you improv that whole boof session like everything i'm just like ugh, i love this man so much again why does barbie movies get the best voice actors for their villains i don't know but it's amazing i respect their Um, game where they're like you know what we're gonna pay big bucks for this voice actor to play our villain everybody else will get like new upcoming talent which i also love Mm -hmm. but big star for our villain only the best At the end of Preminger's song, we learn, you know, after he learns that his original plan will no longer work, what he decides to do is to kidnap Princess Annalise, hide her away, and then after the king leaves, because there's no princess for him to marry, he's going to return with Annalise and pretend that he has found her. And the queen will be so grateful that she'll pledge the heir to moi, is what he sings. Um, and so that's his new plan. Uh, he and Nick and Nack are going to figure out a way to kidnap Princess Annalise so that Preminger can still marry her and become king. Uh, so that scene ends in maniacal laughter. You literally get, uh, the three of them all singing, How can I refuse? Bum, bum, bum. And as that chord is sustained... Yes, exactly. Thank you, Alyssa. And then with that, we crossfade into the next scene. Um, <laughs> what a tone shift. And, and we get a lovely little Julian and Annalise moment for the Babes. first time. They're so sweet. I love them. Um, them so hard. Me too. And we'll, yeah. I have some things to share later. But um, so we see Julian and Annalise. Uh, Julian is talking to her about who this this king is because he's done his research because he's a tutor Mm -hmm. and he does research and um he's talking to her about who the king is and then tells her hey grab your cloak we're gonna go and i'm gonna show you the village so julian takes her into the village and goes off to buy them something to drink and she follows a beautiful voice to the town square where she finds erica singing to make some money she's she's oh busking that's the word Mm -hmm. she's busking um people are paying her because she's got a beautiful voice she sounds lovely uh madame carp shows up takes all of erica's earnings um and tells her to get back to work. Uh, Annalise sh- comes over and gives Erica the largest fucking gold coin I've ever seen in my goddamn life. 
literally like the size of her hand. I'm like, where was she hiding that? She's not wearing like a coin purse or anything. <laughs> she takes out a... <laughs> like the thing that I always thought it looked like was, do you remember in the Aristocats, um, oh, the, the mouse biscuits? has the biscuit? Yes. yes. That's what I think oh it's God. called. Coin yes. <laughs> And yeah. the, uh, Erica says thanks, and then they look at each other face to face, and they realize oh. they have the same face. They're identical. They could be sisters or twins, uh, and they sing a lovely song. I am a girl like you. Is it Girl Like You? Is that the, or I'm is just that like the title you. of the song? I'm not sure. I don't know. It's got like two different titles. I, I don't know what I'm it's called, like but you. it's. I'm just like you. You're just like me. You're just like me. Anyone can see. A heart that dreams, a voice, voice that speaks the truth. Yes, I am a girl like you. That's going to be so gross because there's no way it's going to line up properly, oh, but I'm sure. going to keep all of that bullshit in. I hope you all enjoyed how clunky that was. You're um, welcome. They sing a song about coming from such different walks of life, but at their core, having the same values, mm-hmm. uh, having dreams that they wish they could follow, um, but not following them for the sake of the people that they love, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And they end their song laughing together, deciding that they are friends. Julian shows up and finds them, and he's like, oh, my God. Ah. (laughs) (laughs) This is some uncanny valley shit. And I'm like, Julian, I feel you. (laughs) Do you have any thoughts about this song, Alyssa? I like it. It's not my favorite song in the whole movie, but, like, it's iconic. My little mm-hmm. Erica Barbie and my sister's Annalise Barbie used to sing this song. So mm-hmm. we try to sync them up and when we were like reenacting it in our Barbie land. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if y'all know this, but uh, when this movie came out, uh, Barbie released, obviously, dolls to accompany this film. And the Erica and Annalise dolls had music boxes in them and buttons on their back. So when you pressed the buttons at the same time, like if you had a friend who had Annalise and you had Erica, if you both pressed the buttons on your dolls at the same time, they would sing this duet. It was like awesome. Um, <laughs> um, oh gosh. So what happens after they sing their duet, after oh. they have a girl like you, Annalise is at home yeah. at the castle that night and she hears her cat. By the way, they both have cats. Oh yeah. Erica has a do- Oh, oh my god, a cat named Wolfie who barks like a dog. Mm-hmm. And Annalise has a puffy, puffy white cat, and her name is Seraphina. Mm-hmm. They're fancy. She's a fancy lady. Mm-hmm. Um, and so at the castle, Annalise hears Seraphina meowing like she's in trouble, and she goes to find her and gets a sack thrown over her head. <laughs> she gets abducted by Nick and Nack. <laughs> Okay, like, abduction is not funny. But what's funny is that when the sack gets thrown over her head, she, like, stands up perfectly before it hits her and, like, puts her hands in the air and goes, oh, before it's even over her head. (laughs) It's just clunky animation stuff, but it's funny. (laughs) Oh, Annalise. Mm, 
Um, so after she, she's abducted, uh, Nick and Nack leave a forged letter on Annalise's desk. Uh, so the next morning, they can't find Annalise, and they're all in her rooms looking for her, and Preminger's like, has anyone checked her desk? And takes him over there, and uh, look, there's a note from the princess saying she's run away, so she won't have to marry Pr- King Dominic. Uh, and uh, Julian's like, are you sure? Run away? That doesn't sound like her. And Preminger's like, read it for yourself. And he sniffs the letter. Julian sniffs the letter, and he's like, lilac? She never scented her le- stationery with lilac. It was always, always rose. rose. <laughs> he knows a bitch. Right, like, I know that obviously this is a thing he would know from, like, being her friend for however many years and being her tutor. I'm sure that they sent notes to each other, you know. I, 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 I know that this is a thing he would know, but I'm like, God, Julian, you're such a simp. I love Literally. it. Literally. <laughs> like, I've never seen a man simp so hard over a lady before. Love to also, see can it. we... Can we talk about how Julian knows the difference between the scent of lilac and rose? He's not just a man who's like, I don't know, smells like flowers. What a king. King of my heart, honestly. <laughs> Love Julian. Um, and so Julian trying to smooth things over because he can tell that something weird is going on. Um, he goes to Erica to ask her to pretend to be Annalise. Um, until he can figure out where Annalise has gone and bring her home. And so Erica comes to the palace, and Julian teaches her how to be a princess and gives her a blonde wig. And we get an iconic song called To Be a Princess that I sing to myself every time I need to, like, compose myself or I need a reminder to, like, be confident in myself. I don't know if you do this too, Alyssa, but I do. I do. Like... (laughs) Every time I'm feeling like I don't know what to do with my body, like before I walk into an audition, I go shoulder back and tummy in and pinky out and lift the chin and slowly turn your head from From side side to side. side. I see now. (laughs) (laughs) I always, in my head, I, I, I like combine this song with learn to do it from anastasia yes me too because they're both that same sort of oh gosh what's the what's the term i'm looking for a patter song yes they're both kind of pattery thank you yeah they're the same style same essence and i just think of the movie anastasia and then my Mm -hmm. brain gets really confused i'm like wait no i'm watching princess and the popper same song though same scenario anyways it's iconic and we love it Mm -hmm. glide Mm -hmm. I just there's a line um, in the song where he's like not sh- like you don't show your feelings also makes me think about let it go. Mm-hmm. Oh, when he's like never show a thing you feel inside. inside. I think about Glide. that. Glide. That lyric repeats in my head at least once a day. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, and then it immediately is followed by the line glide. Yeah. So it's like, never show a thing you feel inside. Glide. Cover it up. Just glide right over yeah. it. Keep moving <laughs> forward. No one wants to know that the princess has problems. Yeah. I'm like, but I love seeing the princess's problems. Me. Way to go, Barbie. Amazing. He also, oh my goodness, oh, Julian he... sings the bridge yeah. of this song. And he's staring at a portrait of Annalise. And he's like, and when she walks in the room, all spirits swoon. <laughs> so cute. So cute. 
like a rose forever in bloom. In bloom. And then his voice cracks. <laughs> and Erica's like, oh, I see. She's like, not so sly, Julian. I know you're simping. This song is just amazing, you guys. It's so good. Oh, no, I messed up the lyrics. It's, and she has beautiful eyes. All spirits rise when she walks in the room. Mm-hmm. I see. Doors close and the chemistry grows. She's like a rose that's forever in bloom. The swooning happens later when Erica's singing the song to Wolfie while she's taking a bath. Yeah, she sings about uh, people swooning over her cat. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song too. Oh my gosh, all the bops are coming up, you guys. (laughs) But anyway, so Julian takes Erica in a blonde wig and a pretty dress into the throne room to present her to everyone assembled there. And she's like, I'm sorry. I should Didn't not have, have run, run away. away. <laughs> Let me get another Preminger noise. Oh! <laughs> it's like, what the fuck is this bitch doing here? <laughs> I love him so much. And doesn't Julian find like a pine needle from Preminger's shoe? Would be like pine yes. from the forest. Mm-hmm. Aha. Mm-hmm. Julian knows his smells basically. He he knew that pine needle was from a specific forest in like their land. He was like fishy. Mm-hmm. This is also, by the way, when we learn that. King Dominic, because he's he's here now, we learned that he had disguised himself as a, he says page boy, and I'm like, that I'm sorry. Is. No one was believing you were a page boy. No. Page boys are supposed to be 12, and you are at least 26. Yep. <laughs> but he had been there the whole time because he wanted to, like, spy on Annalise and get a concept of, like, who he was agreeing to marry because mm-hmm. he was anxious about it, too. And so he introduces himself to Erica, who is disguised as Annalise, as King Dominic. And he's like, I'm really sorry for deceiving you, blah, 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 but it's lovely to meet you. Um, and there's immediate chemistry. Yeah. Erica's like, whoa, he's hot. <laughs> Yeah, he is. Oh, the song comes later. I was getting all excited. Yeah, the song about comes later. Duets. Sorry. Uh, um, Julian oh. follows Preminger into the woods and finds the house where he's been keeping Annalise. Uh, and I believe at this point, Julian is also captured. Yeah, Annalise. Is that correct? Yeah, because Annalise escapes from that because the horse and Serafina help her escape. And then Julian gets right. captured, and Annalise tries coming back to the palace, but they're like, LOL, the princess is inside. And then there's mm-hmm. this weird guard like, no, go away before I lose my temper. Mm-hmm. Oh, and so she goes to a tavern to try to find some help, mm-hmm. uh, and she runs into Madame Carp, who mistakes her as Erica. Yeah. And then Annalise sucks who... at sewing dresses. Yeah, and so Madame Carp <laughs> takes her to her dress shop and forces her to sew and Annalise sucks at sewing dresses. Um, Preminger figures out she's there, goes and captures her again. Because Preminger at this point hasn't figured out that Erica is fake Annalise. Mm -hmm. Uh, He doesn't doesn't know that. Uh, He thinks that somehow real Annalise escaped. Yeah. Uh, And so he finds 
finds her out and goes and finds Annalise at the dress shop and takes her and Julian and locks them both in a mine. Meanwhile, um, we get a doggish cat. We, have we get a doggish cat. Erica's yeah. speaking to her cat, Wolfie, who is self-conscious because he does not meow. He barks. Mm-hmm. So she, while in the bathtub, sings a song that I and I can never remember the name of this song. I um, love you, the you the way you are, and that will never change. My Barbie also sang this song. Yep, mm-hmm. I had it memorized. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> Dominic is high key creeping on the bathroom yeah. because he hears he's, someone singing. Yeah, he's like hiding outside listening to Erica sing and falling in love with her because, by the way, he's a music lover. Um, And so then later that afternoon, the queen is like, King Dominic, won't you play for us? I hear you're very good on the piano. And he's like, I will if the princess will sing with me. And then they sing a duet and it's It's so sweet. my favorite duet. I think it might be my favorite song in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. It's I called If You Loved Me For Me. Oh, uh, it's so good. Uh, I get chills every single time I hear it. Where it's, I'll be yours. And I'm like, ah! I want to be serenaded! Together we shall always be as one. If you loved me for me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so good. But it's lovely. And we get a little montage of them, like, spending time together. And, like, it's very clear that they're, like, a really great, you know, chemistry match. Mm -hmm. And um, they're sitting by the sunset. And uh, Erica's looking out at the sunset. And Dominic's looking at her. And he says, breathtaking. And it's, like, just a little bit creepy. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, very shortly after this, Preminger, who has now figured out, obviously, that uh, the Annalise that's currently in the castle is not the real Annalise, um, is like, she's an imposter! And, like, reveals it to everyone that, like, this isn't the real princess. And so Erica gets thrown in the dungeon. So, to recap, Erica's in the dungeon. Annalise and Julian are trapped in one of the old mines. Um... Erica is like you know just chilling in the dungeon, chilling, chilling, chilling. Um, oh, I forgot a very important part of this story. So Preminger, oh, um, yes. after revealing Erica as a fake, um, tells everyone that Annalise is dead. Yeah, because she was one of the old mines collapsed, and all they pulled from the rubble was her like family like jewel ring. And so the queen is in mourning because her daughter is dead. She doesn't know how she's going to save the kingdom. And Preminger's like, well, wouldn't you know it? I just came into some massive wealth. Marry me. How can you refuse? And the queen queen agrees to save her kingdom. So the queen and Preminger are going to get married. Annalise and Julian are locked in this mine. They find these stones that, when cracked open, reveal some sort of precious gemstone. They never actually say what kind of gemstone it is. It's a geode, but I don't know what the actual crystal inside is because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's a geode because it's disgusting on the outside, but on the inside, it's, like, really pretty. 
which Annalise uses to describe Julian. Like he, she uses that as a metaphor because he's like, well, I'm not a king. I could never give you what a king could give you. And, and she's like, I think you're like this and holds up a geode. And he's like, a rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this man. Like, unassuming on the outside, but when you open it and I'm just thinking, yeah, let's cut him open. Um, but they have this lovely heart-to-heart where they admit that they're in love with each other, but they don't know what they're going to do about it if they ever get out of this mine. The mine starts flooding. They're all going to die. By the way, Wolfie and Seraphina are also in this mine with them. God knows how they got there, but Literally. they did. Um, <laughs> so Erica and Julian, because they're smart and they understand physics, decide to jump in a barrel with the cats, and the water will float them up to the top, and eventually they'll get to the surface. <laughs> It's the weirdest fucking problem solving I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> While all of this is happening, Erica's in the dungeons humming lullabies, trying to get the guard to fall asleep, and using the straw from her mattress to fashion a hook, which, by the way, would not no. work. It'd be way too flimsy. That would not work. Oh, no, no. Oh, wait. She uses the straw to fashion, like, the handle, but then she takes, like, a pin out of her hair, right? Oh, and yes, bends yeah, it to make yeah. the hook. Right, but anyway, so she makes a hook, and she's humming lullabies to convince, or not to convince, but to, like, make the guard fall asleep so she can steal the keys and escape. And she does, though, and then runs into another, you know, fully armored guard. But surprise, it's not actually a guard. It's King Dominic in another nifty disguise, and he's come to break her out. I love this man. He's so fucking extra. (laughs) This man loves costumes so much. Good for him. I love him. Honestly, Dominic's kind of a bi icon. He really is. He really, really is. Um, But anyway, so uh, Dominic's like, I just, I couldn't let you sit in the dungeon. I just, I didn't believe them when they said you were a liar. I had to believe that there was something genuine about you. I mean, we we sang that duet and we spent a whole afternoon together. We have to be in love. Um... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Obviously, I know you now at, on a deep solar level, you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, And while both of these things are happening, Preminger and the Queen are getting ready for their wedding, and Preminger has another incredibly quotable line that I quote whenever I'm really feeling myself. Um, he looks in a mirror and he goes, Look at you, looking at me. And uh, whenever I'm really feeling myself, I, I do that as well. I look in the mirror and I'm like, Look at you looking at me or like if uh my boyfriend is like looking at me and I like turn around and I catch him like staring at me while I'm doing something uh I I I will quote that and he won't know what I'm saying and I'm like we really we really need to educate you he needs to see this movie oh my god he would love Preminger oh my god he definitely would you know he would. Oh, He'd for want sure. to go as Preminger for Halloween. I honestly support this costume. <laughs> I think he should do it. <laughs> I want nothing else now. S- some of y'all know Alex, and uh, th- this would make perfect sense. I mean, his um, Patronus but... is a peacock. Yes, it is. So it checks out. <laughs> but anyway, they're getting ready for the wedding. The wedding is happening today. Um... The queen doesn't have Dom- a wedding dress. May I just say no. something that bugs me? She just wears her fucking normal ass dress. But you see Preminger all decked out. And then the queen's in her fucking normal dress with a veil. And she's like, you're not good enough. 
I like I'm marry only this. marrying you to save my kingdom. The queen stands at the altar. Preminger walks down the aisle. <laughs> Nick and Nack are the there. Aisle. Nick and Nack are there in their normal ass clothes, which is white top hats on. <laughs> I love them so much. It's, it's beautiful. Enter. Dominic and Erica and Annalise and Julian to save the day. Um, Annalise is like, guess what, bitch? I'm alive. Pulls down her dress to reveal her royal birthmark and be like, it is me. I'm real. Um, uh, Julian and Dominic go after Nick and Knack because for some reason those idiots are a threat. Um, (laughs) Or no, they go after Preminger. Erica trips Nick and Knack. Erica and Annalise trip Nick and Knack and they fall into the cake. Um, uh, But Dominic and Julian go after Preminger. They catch him. Like, the bad guys go down. It's Mm -hmm. fine. Um, And then you have the beginning of the resolution, um, which is all underscored by Erica singing. Um, Annalise confesses to her mother that she doesn't want to marry Dominic. She wants to marry Julian because she loves him and he's the only reason that she is alive right now. Mm-hmm. And then says, by the way, I think I have a way to solve our money problem. Um, and she, they start mining these geodes from the old gold mines, which by the way, like, I don't know what kind of crystals these were. I don't know how precious of gemstones they were. But I don't know that it would actually be as lucrative as a gold mine. No, I don't think it would because it looks like an amethyst. And granted, I don't know geodes very well. And it's probably not an amethyst. It's just a purple crystal that looks like one. Mm-hmm. But, like, nonetheless, I don't think amethyst would it compare to gold very, very mm-hmm. well. If you know better than us, uh, tweet at us. Please Call do. us out. Um, Because we don't actually know the conversion rate on this. But anyway, they start mining the geodes to uh, um, solve their money problem. Uh, And it's implied that, you know, Julian and Annalise get to be together. Um, Erica and Dominic have a conversation in which Dominic uh, tells Erica that, like, he, he loves her. And she's like, that's really sweet. But, like, I've always wanted to see the world and sing. So I'm going to. Um, Annalise pays off Erica's debt to Madame Carp. Um, and Dominic, or she, Erica tries to give the ring back to Dominic, the engagement ring, uh, back to King Dominic. And he's like, no, keep it. It was, after all, meant for you. And I'm sitting there going, no, it wasn't. <laughs> it was meant for Annalise to pop off, bitch. <laughs> so she travels the world singing. Um while wearing an engagement ring from a fucking king. Good for her. And then shows up at his castle one day, and he's like, wow, amazing. He's just outside the castle gate, brushing his goddamn horse. <laughs> there are no guards in King Dominic's kingdom. <laughs> but then we get a double wedding! Yeah, a double wedding where nobody fucking kisses. Nobody kisses, and also... Erica and Dominic's wedding attire is a travesty. Oh my god, it's absolutely fucking gross. And it's I so gross. It. And Serafina and Wolfie have lots of kittens, so they fucked. Yeah, because during this whole time, there was a subplot where <laughs> Serafina and Wolfie were in love. 
I don't understand. I really wish, like, that I get Barbie needs its animal sidekicks, but I really did not want it in this movie. Mm-hmm. It, could it really didn't need it. No, there was way yeah. too much going on as it is. Mm-hmm. For the Broadway musical, may I suggest just cutting them? Yeah, there's no Please. reason there's for no them to be there. Point. Like, we'll just ex- no. just expand on Erica and Annalise's characters, and we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Find another way for Preminger to figure out that Annalise is, you know, at Madame Carp's besides mm-hmm. uh, Serafina having to deliver the message. Yeah. Um. But anyway, double wedding, end of play. The end. <laughs> it's an ad- quite the complicated plot for being a Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Like, there's an A and a B plot and everything, and there's just, like, weavy-weavy all over the place, and it's easy to get lost, because mm-hmm. I always forget where things happen in the plot itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I could tell you the entire plot as relates to one character, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you how all of those plots fit together well. Yes. Like, I've had, I've had the Wikipedia page open this whole time, and it still took me like 45 minutes yeah i was gonna say like this was a longer explanation just because there's so much happening at Mm -hmm. once especially when we're breaking it down character by character by character like weaving in and out of each other's plots and like subplots and like what's going on when is annalise being captured and when is she not being captured Mm -hmm. spends most of this movie captured this might be a long episode, and I will not apologize no. for it because it's Barbie as the princess and the pauper, and it deserves every minute it gets. She does. Absolutely fucking <laughs> Gwen, do you have any favorite characters and or favorite songs in this movie? Oh. I mean, honestly, I think Preminger is my favorite character. Mm-hmm. Um... I also love Dominic, but I love Dominic in, like, a fanon kind of way, not in a canon kind of way, if that yes. makes sense. No, I got you. Um, I love the potential Dominic has to be, like, a bi icon, to be just, like, the most ridiculous man on earth, because he is. Yes. This man has, like, three different disguises over the course of this, like, 80-minute film. He's so extra, and I love him. Uh, so I love both of the yes. super extra men in this film. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I also want to shout out Erica's friend at the uh, dress shop who gets ignored oh, through the whole girl. film. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I think that I like the extra ass men. Those are things. Um, Mm-hmm. And my favorite song, honestly, I love How Could I Refuse. It's a bot. Um, but I think the opener might be my favorite song. Ooh. Free might be my favorite. That's a good song. Because I think that it's just crafted so, so well. Mm-hmm. What about you? Hmm. I think Preminger is also my favorite character lump. Like, Preminger cannot be cannot not be your favorite character because he's just so perfect and extra Mm -hmm. and i respect that man he's clearly a capricorn with like a leo (laughs) rising or something like he is ambitious and he is extra and i respect him so much for his game Mm -hmm. that i just have to like him and i also i do like dominic our bi icon i also love julian 
Mm-hmm. He's so smart, but also so stupid at the same time. He's like any normal man in reality. He's like totally head over heels for Annalise, but I'm like, damn, that's mm-hmm. a smart man right there. I really love, uh, if I may go on this tiny tangent, yes. that all of the characters in this film, regardless of gender, are really well-developed. They are. Um, if they have a role to play in the central plot of this film, they are very well-developed. None of them are there just to be a romantic interest. Yes. None of them are there just to, you know, uh, aid in the plot happening. They are there with their own conflicts and their own issues and their own motivations, and I really appreciate that, and I mm-hmm. think that's good writing. I agree with the statement. It's not like... What's your favorite ever... song? Ooh, ooh. Well, I love How Could I Refuse, like... How could I refuse? Like, it's so How fucking, could we? How could we? It's so good. It's so iconic. I obviously love If You Loved Me For Me because it makes mm-hmm. me want to fall in love in a meadow with a hot man who is possibly a king. So this is another song we need to add to our playlist for when we take our road trip to Washington. Yes, but you also have to, you also have to supply <laughs> me my love interest. So good, I guess good luck with that one. <laughs> submit applications for it. So, talking about love interests, then, uh, should we start some ship talk? Yeah. Okay. Al- Alyssa, who are your ships? Uh, well, I used to be more into Erica and Dominic, and don't get me wrong, I still love them. I still think mm-hmm. they're a great couple. They have lots of chemistry, mm-hmm. but like, I slept on Julian and Annalise my entire yes. childhood. Yes. Because Friends yes. to Lovers is really not my favorite trope, so I think that's also mm-hmm. why I, like, skipped over it. But they are so good. They care for each other so much, and, like, they mm-hmm. know so much about each other. And that's always been my issue with love interests in, like, these princess mm-hmm. movies. is like, they don't know each other at all before they fall in love. But, like, Julian and Annalise have a very good friendship, very strong foundation, and they mm-hmm. fall in love while being friends with each other. And it's really fucking beautiful. Exactly. I, yes, I have the same things to say. I I slept on them for so long uh, because I was like, well, I don't care about Julian and Annalise because I am Erica, you know? So I didn't care about them. But, like, their their relationship is uh, really, really well developed. It's one that we don't see a lot in princess movies. It's one we had never seen that in a Barbie movie before. Um, and it was really just like, uh, oh, these are two characters who really clearly know and understand each other well. Um, and I, like, and you can tell, like, from the first t- moment you see them both together, mm-hmm. you can tell how much both of them are aching about the fact that Annalise is getting married to someone else. They don't try to hide it. They are both very, like, without explicitly saying I'm in love with you to each other until the end of the movie, uh, it's very clear how they feel about each other and both of them know it, which is part of what is so wonderful about this story. Like, it's heartbreakingly Mm -hmm. wonderful, but, like, the drama of it is really good, you know? Where it's, like, they both, like, they are in love. They recognize that they are in love with each other. Um, and they know the other loves them back, and there's nothing they can do about it. It's so um, good and so And I can't sad. believe I slept on all of that drama Literally, for so long. There's so for much so potential long. angst there that I completely mm-hmm. overlooked. And that's so unlike me. I love angsty relationships and tropes as a general whole. And mm-hmm. then just pining and pining after each other and trying to extend out, oh my god, Annalise's last day. Mm-hmm. by 
by like going into town together and just trying to forget about the looming King Dominic and how Julian's not going to be able to like have the same relationship with her anymore after she gets engaged mm-hmm. to him and married is so fucking sad, especially for a yes. Barbie movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I still love Dominic and Erica, mm-hmm. but there's so much less compelling me to like them now. Yeah. Like, do... Are they very clearly well-suited for each other? Yes, because yes. they're both extra ass bitches. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Julian and Annalise are both rational and reasonable humans. Mm-hmm. Erica and Dominic are both extra ass motherfuckers. Uh, and I love that for both of them. And I love their chemistry, and I think that they are very well-suited for mm-hmm. each other. We know enough about both of them to be able to say objectively they are well-suited for each other. Yes. So even though they fall in love over the course of, like, two days and, like, one montage, uh, like we've seen and criticized in other Barbie films Mm -hmm. and other princess films, we at least know enough about both of them as individuals to be able to say, like, hey, yes, this makes sense. So even though, like, this probably moved too fast, Mm -hmm. I can still support this outcome you know yeah and for our hypothetical broadway production of this show i think that's something i would want them to do is, is flesh out that relationship yes, give them like mm-hmm. an extra couple of days before preminger like rats out erica or something like mm-hmm. that where they really get to know each other and like maybe another duet like or another like talking scene montage whatever with each other just to show the audience that like hey this is not just insta love it's like these two people like soulmates Mm -hmm. kind of like just connecting and like knowing when they meet each other like oh my god this chemistry is out of this world and like i have never connected like this before have erica catch him when he's listening to her sing yeah and then have them have to have an awkward unsupervised conversation yes yes have that happen yes this is what we need (laughs) Basically, Broadway hit us up for producing this show. Thank yeah, you. we'll we'll adapt it for the stage. Literally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um so I have a, another question. This isn't quite ship talk. Okay. Um, but it's related to love interests. And, and I wanted to ask it, Alyssa. Um, so I mean, this is something that uh I, I I only feel a little bit weird asking uh, because they are cartoon characters. But we all we all know everyone who loved this film was either Team Julian or Team Dominic. Mm-hmm. The same way that like you were either Team Edward or Team yes. Jacob, right? Um, so were you Team Julian or were you Team Dominic? And has that stayed the same as you've gotten older or has it changed? I definitely used to be Team Dominic because I saw myself as Erica as a child. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, oh, I'm a brunette who likes to sing. Perfect. This is me. So mm-hmm. I was like following her and being like, oh yeah, Domin- Dominic's the guy I want to be with. And I should because he was also into music. And like me as an adult, I'm still into Dominic. I like his like extraness and like his ability to respect like the arts and like his musical abilities but i am more Mm -hmm. team julian now because he is the type of guy me as an adult could envision being with like he's intelligent Mm -hmm. he's smart you guys intelligent smart are like the same thing he's intelligent he's caring but he also pays attention to annalise in a way i like totally head over heels for like the way he like watches her his whole little bridge and to be a princess like wooed me this time around, and now I am Team Julian. Sorry, Dominic. Mm-hmm. I'm still Team Dominic, Ooh. but I love an extra ass bitch. That's fair. 
<laughs> he, is, he is wonderful and extra, but yes, I love this. No, I mean, this movie honestly, like, shaped my childhood. Yeah. Um, like, when I think about, like, what was my favorite movie as a kid, it's this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, my little sister and I, we were Erica and Annalise for Halloween. We played with our Erica and Annalise Barbies more than anything. We had the full wedding set and yes. both of the the boy dolls yeah. from this from this movie. Um, and like she and I still talk about how like we need to like get professional cosplay renderings of these costumes and be Erica and Annalise for Halloween yes. again. Um, when we were little, we used to say that if they ever adapted it for stage, we would play Erica and Annalise because she and I, when we were little especially, literally had the same face and mm-hmm. I was brunette and she was blonde. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, we look similar enough that we used to go up to, like, because we were both, like, orientation leaders in college and we used to, like, go up to freshmen and in unison say, if you can tell us who's older, we'll, like, give you a prize. Um, and, like, so many freshmen were like, that's a trick question. Y'all are twins. You're identical. Uh, and I'm like, well. <laughs> I'm just saying, we, we need to be Erica and Annalise still. Yes, um, And she, she would agree with me. Yes. I feel that, though. This was my favorite, one of my favorite movies growing up. I remember my sister and I on, like, long car trips had our little portable DVD player, and this would get played on repeat over and over and over. We watched the bloopers also at the end, you guys. Mm-hmm. Impeccable. But, yeah, she was the blonde, and I was the brunette, and it, as children, it was always really hard for us to find, like, cartoon with, like, two female protagonists with both of our hair color. And mm-hmm. so we saw this, and we clung to it, and so we, like, we reenacted with our Barbies because we had Annalise and Erica and Dominic and Julian. And so we'd, like, play with it and, like, come up with our own storylines for, like, after the wedding and, like, all that fun stuff. And it was such a good part of my childhood. Mm-hmm. Love it. 10 out of 10, I recommend. Mm-hmm. All I'm thinking about now is Christian Borle as... Preminger and having a scary attraction to Preminger then because I have a crush on Christian Borle and I was like wait a minute if he plays Preminger that means I'm gonna find Preminger hot and I don't think I'm emotionally (laughs) equipped for this I don't think I have that in me I don't think I can do this oh my goodness I don't Uh, need it no I mean I still want to play Erica legit yeah like no cap still want to play erica uh good luck finding someone who looks enough like me to play annalise broadway but um (laughs) i feel that i'm like come on broadway you turned anastasia into a musical you can turn this one too Mm -hmm. i will come back to the theater industry the acting just to do this musical this one honestly i think you you might have an easier time adapting than Anastasia too because like you don't have all the magic and stuff like this this film is very based in reality which is part of what I liked about it so much is like in older Barbie movies and in latter Barbie movies too after this one you just got like oh it's all magic deus ex magica you know um but uh this is just like in this one it's just yeah it's very rooted in reality and like these are all just people who have 
human wants and needs and problems and how are they going to solve them and mm-hmm. so like i i think this is a very well written children's is. movie and i also think it's a very well written musical it really is mhm uh fun fact did you know that the same voice actress voices Annalise and Erica, their speaking voices, mm-hmm. but they have two different singing voices. Oh my god. Yeah. I love that. Also, King Dominic did not sing his own thing. Damn it, King they Dominic. To, yeah, they had to get a, a voice double to sing. <laughs> but they had the same first names. They were both Marks. Good. We love to see it. <laughs> Is it Selenial quiz time, Gwen? I think it's the millennial quiz taking time, Alyssa. <laughs> All right, y'all. So today we have a Who Are You More Like, Princess Annalise or Queen Erica uh, quiz from BuzzFeed. Uh, Alyssa and I are going to take it and we're going to see if we're both still Erica like we were when we were kids. Uh, we'll see you on the other side. Woo! Okay. <gasps> Revenger noises. Okay. Okay, we're back. Um, Alyssa, let's let's say it at the same time. Okay, we okay, are okay, okay. Uh, on the count okay. after three. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Erica. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry for your loss, Gwen. <laughs> Like this huge part of me now, I like I feel like I need to go out into the woods and do some soul searching for a couple months. I, honest, I honestly thought this alive. was going to be reversed. I honestly thought I was going to get Annalise this time around, <laughs> and you were a very much an Erica. Okay. Okay. Um, why don't I'll read mine first, and then you can read the Erica one. Okay. So, uh, the result for Princess Annalise says you are very sweet, kind, and clever. You love to read books and always get high grades on tests, especially science. Nope. (laughs) Although you may face pressure from outside forces, you always stay true to your heart. Queen Erica, you are strong, loving, and brave. You love to sing when you are home alone or walking down the street. Your strong determination allows you to follow your heart even when everyone else has their doubts. Being honest, though, I relate more to Annalise's description. Yeah, and I relate more to Erica's. <laughs> These are flipped. The the BuzzFeed doesn't know say, what's up. I think the only reason I got Erica is because I clicked the Erica doll, and mm-hmm. I dyed my hair before. I feel like that has something to do with it. And then I, I think I, it has to do in the song I chose, choice. I chose a cat, oh. and I haven't dyed my hair before. Yeah, because I chose If You lo- if you Loved Me For Me, because that's my favorite song in the whole movie. Yeah. And I chose I think dog. The the actual like the dis- defining characteristics of us are flipped. Literally. I think you're more Annalise and I'm Erica. I would agree with like, this. Like everything you read from the Erica one, I was like, bitch, that's me. That's what, what I thought when you said Annalise, about? and I was like, oh, you're you're like you're sweet and you're kind, but you're clever. That's how I think of myself. For you. Right. It's okay. So Buzzfeed doesn't know jack shit. Buzzfeed doesn't know jack shit, and these results are flopped. I am still Erica. Yes, I don't mind being Annalise, because she's slowly worming her way into my heart. (laughs) I'm just, it's because I picked stubborn, too. Mm Mm-hmm. I am stubborn. But I can be stubborn and clever, Buzzfeed. I'm still waiting for us to get the same results on a quiz, because that has yet to happen. Mm -hmm. 
I thought we might have on this one. I thought so too, because usually that would have happened by now. Any mm-hmm. other scenario where we're taking a same quiz, this happens. Yeah. But anyway, y'all, we're going <laughs> to post this quiz link in the episode description. Um, go and take it, but know that your results may or may not be absolute horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> because the answers don't necessarily make sense with the description of the character you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, there are only two, there are only yeah. two results, so if you really aren't vibing with the one you got, then just identify as the other one. I was going to say, take uh, it again and just yeah, look at both results and be like, hmm, which sounds more like me. Mm-hmm. Because really, the princess you are is something that is decided by your heart and True. not decided by BuzzFeed. True. What does BuzzFeed be, know? Be the princess in your heart. If Barbie, as the princess and the pauper, taught us anything, True. it's to be the princess that is in your heart. Yes! Where can they find this podcast? All right, friends, you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Get a, give us a subscription. Oh my god, I can't talk. Subscribe to us and give us a five-star rating. I was trying to be so gentle, too, with my voice. Give us a... Yeah, yeah. Your, your, your customer service voice really came out there. It really did. Okay, um, I'm literally just going to start over and just edit my nonsense out. No, I want to keep it. Okay, fair enough. Okay, <laughs> sorry, I can't fucking talk. If you listen to your podcast on Apple Podcasts, subscribe and give us a five-star rating. Because we want people to... I just sound pissed off. Because we want people to find us. I'm a train wreck. Um, <laughs> if you want to connect with us, you can find us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter at T-Squee. Or if you have longer thoughts, you can send us an email at t and squee at gmail.com. That's t, the letter and squee at gmail.com. What should they send us this week, Well, I want you guys to Photoshop a picture of Christian Borrell's face on Fremenger's body, please. Mm -hmm. Oh, I have an Instagram reel to send to you. One of our friends sent it to me months ago, uh, and it's beautiful, and I need to send it to you, and I will. Oh, and you Um, guys should also check out Fremenger and you on your honeymoon. It is a YouTube video, (laughs) and it made my soul cry, but it was so freaking funny. Well, Um, if I remember, I will link it to this episode. um, Alyssa, don't do that. (laughs) Don't. Please don't do that. Um, and the reason I'm saying that is not because you shouldn't go look it up because it is hilarious. Yes. But um, that that video is definitely like an 18 plus oh, video. Yes. Like nothing is actually shown. Um, nothing nothing is shown at all, but things are implied. And so like. Fair enough. But yes. We are an explicit podcast, but yes, I, this is me telling you to go find it yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it's, like, super simple to find on, on YouTube, and it is genuinely hilarious. Uh, I just don't want to provide the people with it. Fair enough. <laughs> you know what's fair enough? <laughs> it's really, really funny. Nothing is said explicitly or shown. Um, it's just funny. I'm going to um, go listen to it later tonight when I make cookies. <laughs> um... Oh gosh. Um what what should you send to our email this this I this want Preminger's backstory, guys. Yeah. I yeah, really make a Preminger's backstory. How did he send climb the social us? ladder to go mm-hmm. from being like, you know, a peasant's son to being the royal advisor? I want to know. Mm-hmm. Did he sleep mm-hmm. with people? I hope he did. 
I would also love if you could write an essay for us. Uh, I'd like one of many essays. Um, who would win in a fist fight? Ooh. Annalise versus Erica, Julian versus Dominic, Preminger versus the Queen, Nick versus Nick. Oh my gosh. Thank you. Yeah, I want to know. <laughs> I really do want to know. <laughs> <laughs> Already, 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 already. Uh, thank you all yeah. for joining us for this undoubtedly very long. Oh yeah, it's over an hour. I, yeah, I don't know how much of this is gonna get edited out, but I'm sure this is gonna be a long one. Um, it's 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 long Furby the podcast, but um, thanks, <laughs> thanks for thanks, guys. thanks for thanks for coming along for the ride. This is closing out our Barbie movies series. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, uh, we are going to be coming at you in the next uh, few weeks, next month or so, with um, Starry, mm-hmm. uh, which is a musical that we love. And also, uh, we will eventually get Any Way the Wind Blows Sorry, done guys, so we can wrap taking... up our Simon Snow trilogy. I moved apartments and life, so I have not had time to read. I'm very sorry. <laughs> I did have time to reread the Twilight series, but apparently not Simon Snow. <laughs> Which we will also cover eventually because Twilight feeds our souls. It really does. Okay. Anyway, thanks for hanging out, y'all. Uh, we, we 